Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Joe Kenda, Lieutenant Joe Kenda. And if you haven't seen season one of American Detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, uh, you're, you're, you're out of luck, but you're, you're in luck because you could still see it. But season two starts streaming tomorrow and it's on Discovery Plus. The incomparable Lieutenant Joe Kenda. Lieutenant, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Oh, listen, congrats on, on all the success of, uh, of the show, and I, I know a lot of people are very excited about, uh, about seeing this starting tomorrow. We can see it all stream. Uh, give us a little hint of what we'll see uh, without spoiling, of course, but give, give us a little teaser, if you don't mind. Of course. There, there are two episodes will drop tomorrow, and one of which is uh, a guy who's a hardworking guy, never done a criminal thing in his life, never got a parking ticket, doesn't do drugs, doesn't do anything. He's got a wife and five kids. All he does is take care of his family like most everybody in America. His wife and two children come home from a shopping trip. They find him dead on the kitchen floor, shot in the back of the head. Now, who would have done that? Well, it's a whodunit. We have no clue who did that. And it turns out to be an incredibly complicated turn of events to discover who is responsible for that crime. Your solve rate is unbelievable. I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable, and it's real. I mean, I, I know cops. I know homicide detectives that watch you constantly, and they say, this guy is the real deal. This guy is, this guy is not just some, you know, actor who was a cop for a little while. You know, this is the real deal. Uh, what is it? Something? It's over 90% your solve rate or something along those lines. It's, uh, it's tremendous, and, uh, and, and you've got to be very happy with that. You've got to be very proud. Out of your results? Well, you can have numbers say anything you want. I solve 92% of my cases, so if you look at the 92%, I'm a smart guy. If you look at 8% of the unsolved, <laughs> I'm a stupid guy who doesn't know who killed 8% of the people. It all depends on how you look at it. it is it-, uh, it, it? It's not a matter of me being smarter than anybody else, it's a matter of being determined. I'm stubborn. I won't let go and I won't stop. I worked one case for nine years before I turned it. it do th- but I did turn it. Do the unsolved cases, do they seem to have a, a common thread uh, or is it just completely random depending uh, case to case? But uh, is this. No, it's not completely random. What is common, the common thread is lack of evidence. Evidence is the key to a murder prosecution, not motive, not the weapon, none of the things they talk about in the movie. That doesn't mean anything. You don't need a motive, and a weapon was obviously used. You don't need that either. What you need is clear and convincing evidence that shows that a crime was committed, and the presumption is great that this person committed it beyond a reasonable doubt. That's what you need. And if you don't have that, you don't have a case. And there are cases where just by sheer luck, the perpetrator gets away with it because nobody saw him, nobody heard him, he didn't leave anything behind, there's no DNA, there's no anything. Or there is DNA, but he's common to that place. Or the the victim had too many suspects because he was a drug dealer. And 55 people wanted to kill him, 
and 30 of them are on their way over to do it when somebody else did it. There's all sorts of explanations for why things go unsolved, but the reality is simple. Insufficient evidence has been discovered. Lieutenant, uh, you know, I'm on Long Island, and, and one of the, the hot topics always is uh, is Lisk, the Long Island serial killing. And I'm just wondering if if you get contacted from from folks uh, pitching uh, shows to you saying, hey, you know, why don't you guys tackle this one or why don't you tackle that one? Uh, how often does a serial killing uh, uh, come in front of you where... Well, people are fascinated by... There are people are so fascinated by serial killers that they even know the names. John Wayne Gacy and uh, all those people, they know who they are. But the reason I know the names is they're so rare. It's a very rare person who commits that kind of offense, which is good news for the rest of us, but these are few and far in between, even in a country this big. Consider when they were, at the beginning of World War II, the population of the United States was 115 million people in 1941, 115 million. Today, it's 330 million people times three, and we're not even very good at counting noses. We take approximately 330 million. There's a hell of a lot of people out there. And the bigger the number of people that are in one place, the bigger the number of people who are out of their minds are in that place. And of those, there could be a few that kill because they like it. Fortunately, there aren't many. Do we have any idea of uh, of what uh, the, the uh, census of unsolved serial killings are would you have something like that, or is that uh, is it is it a big number? I don't. I've never heard of that statistic. I've never heard of the way it keeps those records. The FBI keeps records on violent crime, but not specifically by type. So its homicide rate is this. You know, homicide rate has this many dead people. And you have to consider something else about the homicide rate. It's those that have been identified as a homicide. What about the suicides that weren't a suicide? What about the natural death that really wasn't very natural, and so on and so on. So again, numbers are, you know, Israeli, the former foreign minister of Britain, once said it best, he said there are lies, there are damned lies, and then there are statistics. He was right. Lieutenant, can you give us a, a website or a social media site where we can follow along, and we'll urge, as we let you go, we'll urge everyone to, uh, to tune in tomorrow, start streaming uh, at least those two episodes that'll be up there on Discovery+. Plus. Can you give us a website or a social media site? Of course. Uh, you know, Discovery maintains uh, those, those media sites on Twitter, on Facebook, and so on for this program, as well as Investigation Discovery, as well as Discovery+. Plus. There are a number of ways they can reach this information uh, through social media, through computers, by looking for Discovery Plus, Discovery, Investigation Discovery, my name, uh, name of the show, any one of those things will produce a schedule. Uh, listen, uh, just congrats on, on the success of your show. We'll be watching. Season 2 is upon us. We'll be talking about it and, and you as we let you go. Uh, congrats on everything, Lieutenant, and keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I tried. Uh, American detective with Lieutenant Joe Kenda uh, is uh, has been our very special guest, and 
Uh, and again, he's uh, streaming uh, season two on Discovery Plus um, starting today, actually. I said tomorrow, but it's starting today. You can see it. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I was hoping uh, he would do something here. And he doesn't seem to know anything about us. And when somebody asked me if uh, I'd want Lieutenant Joe again, I said, yeah, sure. And I figured, hey, you know what I'll do? I'll pitch him on on, on Lisk, see if we can get some bites or whatever. And I didn't have time to talk to him beforehand. He's, he's, he's got a stream of interviews going. But I figured, hey, you know what? What the hell? Give it a shot. Anyway, uh, he's he's got a very entertaining show. Um, uh, he's not going to do anything on Lisk. So, all right. Yeah, well, hey, listen, we, we, we've got the real deal here. We've got, we got a new DA in Ray Tierney, and we got a whole new staff. Alan Bodie over there is his, is his right hand, and that guy is supposed to be amazing. He's the uh, Stephen Hawking of, of investigations. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it's, it, it's a whole new day, and, and you could feel it. And... I don't know. Every every time I get a chance to, you know, try to get somebody interested in Lisk uh, from uh, from some other shows, you know, again, it, it's it's the difference between me and and a lot of people. A lot of people are, are possessive of an issue. I, I want to solve this. I don't mean I want to solve it. I want it solved. I don't care who the hell's. I, I wouldn't have cared if Tim Sinney, and and again, I, I mean, you guys know where I felt on Tim Sinney. Uh, I, I wouldn't have cared if he solved it. He promised to. I mean, we went with him. We backed him originally because he promised. He was, it was the only thing we asked him to do. We didn't ask him for jobs. We didn't ask him for anything. We asked Tim Sinney to do an honest job on Lisk, and uh, he, he said, yeah, yeah, d definitely, I'm going to be all over it, oh, you know, all this, and, and of course he didn't, he's, and he, he's, he was a puppet to Balone, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we call him Sinocchio, Tim Sinney is Sinocchio, the other puppet who lied, and uh, he, you know, basically has pup, you know been puppeteered by uh, Balone, who has covered this up. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Balone sees movement happening, and the first words out of his new commissioner's mouth was first words out of his mouth was was Lisk, and he was walking uh, along Oak Beach, where I am now. By the way, I am I am on Oak Beach. Exactly, I'm in my car, exactly where the the bodies, the remains of these poor, unfortunate people were found, and uh, I'm here for a reason, I'm shooting film, and it will have a documentary going. I tried here, you know, I, try, I tried um, uh, for uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda, hey, uh, listen, you can still watch his show, but uh, he's not doing serial killings. And But you heard what he said. He said it's very rare. Serial killings are very rare, which will give you some indication of how big Lisk will be once it's solved. It's already big. I mean, we get I get emails and calls and texts from all over the world. You know, we're on 124 different outlets, so many of them streaming. So... You know, people hear what we're saying, and uh, and if it's not on one outlet, it's it's on another outlet. And you know, of course, our starting point always is is LI News Radio, where you know Long Island, 
you know this is where it happened and uh and not that we're proud of that but we we also feel a responsibility john caracciola is the owner of this station and, and many others and you know he he's said to me and you know jay oliver who does the morning show does a great job on the morning and tom chalero who does the midday uh, he, he said guys just uh, you know just be accurate be truthful make sure you're not you know slamming someone who doesn't deserve it make sure you get your facts in if you're going to make any kind of big claims but um but do it we get to the bottom of it he and you know he's a long islander he wants you know he's a parent he wants uh, he wants this thing done and solved too and and again this is our second list series the first one i thought we got somewhere and you know it's uh, and and we had people coming forth with information i handed over the information people that were giving it didn't trust certain law enforcement we gave it to other law enforcement and put them in touch and we tried to uh, you know didn't get involved past that but we tried to find people that the potential witnesses or um, witnesses or uh, or people with sources of information that folks that they would trust and they'd be able to hand over that that information and again you just can't you know you you, you can't think for other people and and they're going to be comfortable with you know, and, and by the way, I mean, if it was, if I had information that my brother did this, and by the way, my brother didn't do this, he's got nothing to do with this, but if I had information that my brother did this, you know, and I thought it was serious, uh, and it was re and it was real information, I would pass it along, I think I would anyway, you know, it's, you know, your brother's your brother, right? But uh, no, for the record, my brother's done nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong, and, but, in all seriousness, when people came forward, the last, the last Lisk series, the first one that we did, I thought, wow, you know what? We got something here, and they have something here, and whether it's, whether it's accurate or not, it's credible enough where they should be in touch with the authorities. And people, some key law enforcement folks here in Suffolk County, met and you know their reaction to the information that was exactly the same that mine was wow and you don't usually hear people say wow but they said wow this is unbelievable they brought it to the next level they weren't going to bring it to spoda's office right because spoda wasn't doing anything and this was before Cine got in there. This is this is when I, you know, when I completely lost all faith in Spoda as you know as as a prosecutor is over this is over this uh, Lisk thing. That's where I lost it over over Ballone, uh, Jimmy Burke. You know all these guys I you know I liked in the beginning of it. I liked it's Lisk that. I, you know, that it just was the eye opener for for me. Um, anyway, so what happened is it brought a lot of information and it was nothing that I was particularly excited. I mean, I, it was it, it was pertinent, but it wasn't anything. I, it, it wasn't like I had an axe to grind with the people. These people were bringing evidence against. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, actually I wasn't particularly, uh, you know, happy about it because it was, 
uh, people that that I I liked, and uh, and it was shocking when I saw it. But I mean, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't ignore it. And I brought, I put the person who was bringing this in uh, in touch with law enforcement. I guess that was was that 2017, right? Yeah, it was 2017, and they brought it forward, and the reaction from the feds was a quiet wow oh my god wow so i when i heard back from who brought it there they were like wow something you know something could happen here and good work you know getting me in touch with and then i started getting phone calls from from people that handed it over and one individual said i'm just calling to let you know i lied about everything it's uh, it's all false information. I shouldn't have done it. The person I did it against, I had a bunt. I was like, oh god. I said, are you okay? Are you you know somebody holding a gun to your head right now? And the person said, no. Um, but this is ah anyway, it's uh, unbelievable. Uh, anyway, so I said, all right, are you okay? Are you in any kind of jeopardy? And that was it. And, and the person said, I'm calling the the feds, where. You know, the person you put me in touch with and I'm telling them I lied about it and whatever, just, you know, this whole thing. And I said, all right, no, that's fine. I, I, I didn't realize I must have blocked it out because I didn't realize. But that was that was what ended the last Lisk uh, series, the first Lisk series, because I just felt like that was it. I was exhausted. I was like spent, uh, you know, like emotionally. I thought. Hey, we finally got, hey, this is it. We, we did whatever it was, 54 or, you know, 56 different, ep whatever we did, 46 different uh, interviews, I think. And it was all interviews. I didn't do any monologues and I was trying not to. And then, uh, and then here we are, we, we got somebody to come forward and uh, had some very credible, credible information, gave it up. And then it was, and that's that's when I stopped. I figured it out, proof positive. That's when I stopped doing the last list. I just got the sky. Just figured there's no way I can get get it to this point. You know, you get to you know get to this point, and then it's whatever. And then again, we started this series because Cine was up for re-election, and Steve Ballone was talking about running for governor, and there was a chance that he was going to be taken serious for governor, lieutenant governor. Control well, control only if if Denapoli would would run for something else or Attorney General. So Balone was thinking about anything statewide he can get his hands on, and I figured now is the time to start a new series, start uh, the Lisk series two. And you know we uh, we moved forward, and uh, and then it, it became apparent that we weren't going to get anywhere with Cine in there, and then. You know, after I met Tierney, I said, you know what, all, all in, let's just go all in and knock out Tierney, uh, knock out Cine, I'm sorry, and, uh, and and do whatever we can to get Tierney in there because he will get it solved. Cine obviously wasn't going to do anything. It was very clear, very clear uh, that he wasn't going to do anything, and, and he wasn't. And and Burke, while Burke was still among the, the free um, he wasn't going to do anything, and Spoda wasn't going to do anything, and the reason why, and again, this is a, this is a biggie, the reason why all of this 
uh, is is probably being covered up by Burke, by Ballone, by those folks, is because there's unbelievable, strange, or or illicit sex parties or whatever you want, orgies or swinging and prostitution and and sex workers being spun on wheel, whatever. Um, that's all of the story. I'll talk to you about the wheel. I got, you know, information from the guy who supposedly created the, the wheel. They put people on there and they spin it around and, you know, whatever. Just terrible stuff that they're doing. Uh, anyway, but the reason this is being covered up, one of the big reasons it's being covered up by Ballone and by Burke isn't necessarily because they killed anybody. It's because when they start looking in to who killed the people, all of this is going to be exposed. You know, all of the all of the activity, all the sexual activity, is going to be exposed, and it's going to look terrible for a lot of folks. And it's it's happening now. It's uh, it, you know, it's uh, I think on the verge of unraveling. You know, to use the phrase from the the podcast, another podcast that I, I think is is important in doing some good things unraveled. So anyway, we're we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere, and I think it's going to be big in in the next couple of months, weeks. You know, and uh, certainly this year, I think we're going to have a very productive year. But I I, I think we could all. Um, We'll be proud of the the encouragement that we've been doing here at the station. Anyway, so again, you you know, you might not get Burke as the killer or Balone as the killer, but I guarantee you one thing: those guys know who the killer is, and the killers are, I still believe, more than one killer. But uh, if you don't think that Steve Balone and Jimmy Burke know who killed any of these people, you're out of your minds. You're com and living in complete denial. Of course they do. Of course they do. And that's what we're trying to get to the, the bottom of here. Uh, we're going to have part three with Joe Scalise after this. And I'll, uh, I got a lot to fill everybody in on. And, you know, I don't have any inside information. Right? I never would ask for it. And uh, and and the, the the good folks that are gathering that information, the uh, the officials would tell me to jump in a lake if I did ask for it. But let me just tell you something: I just have a sneaking suspicion that we are really, really, really getting somewhere. And we'll talk next week again. But uh, part three of our pre pre-recorded interview with Joe Scalise. He's uh, he's uh, always interesting to talk to, and uh, and. When we come back after this break, more with Joe Scalise. We'll be back right after this with more from our LISC series. Frank McKay signing off just for now, but we'll be right back right after this. Right.